Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Claire, you're like me, single. Yeah. Right? Claire wants a guy with a hook and a facial tattoo. That's what yeah. I like. I like the what is a hook? Oh, no, like like a hook, like a hook, (laughs) like you know, like like you like tap. What an interesting (laughs) photo, Christina. How old do I look? I know you're. I know you're more than thirty because I thirty six. Fantastic. I I thought you're my age. I do. I think everyone's my age, and I think everyone's my height. How the world? I just see. Oh, okay. Twenty eight and five five. Oh, I love it. People, yeah. A lot of people think I'm like thirty, which I'm fine Mm -hmm. with. And then I'm five three, and people are shocked. Like I met Kat Harris uh, with the Refined Woman podcast, and she, Uh the first thing she said when I got out of the car, she was like, "You're short," and I was like. I know. I got tall girl energy. Tall girl energy. I say that all the time. It's just about how you carry yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, well, just sassy, but short. I was talking to a a very tall guy friend last night. He's 6'4", and he likes tall women too. And he was saying, because he's Catholic and he's 6'4", so he's looking for a tall Catholic girl. He says he just goes for tall girls first because you can make a tall girl Catholic. Tall. My roommate is six one. <laughs> she was a basketball player. How she's old is a Catholic, but she's open. <laughs> what, how old is she? She's twenty six. <gasps> He's twenty four. Oh my god, she's a cutie. He's a cutie. Oh, wow, it's all happening. It's Hi! all happening. It's back to the and here we are still. You know here. what? But you know what? We're the ones on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like that on Crush the Podcast. We're hooking people up. Yes. No, not no, only the actual guests, the but the no. guests and the host friends. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of age, so I went on that date mm-hmm. with the bartender a couple days ago. Oh. And this is how I know that I'm jaded from dating. I asked him how old he was, and he was, like, kind of slow to respond in a way that, like, I felt he was, like, checking to see how old he thought I was so he could make up a number. Like, he didn't feel good about the way he responded. So I made him show me his driver's license. <laughs> Wait, is this the guy that also thought you were lying? Yeah, about so. We both thought the other one was a liar. That's a great start. Yeah, he was telling the truth, and so was I for what's So are you. You just <laughs> yeah. have so many trust issues. You're like, you must be lying. I actually would love to do this with you both. As if you have all the time in the world, but my hinge is terrifying out of control. Like there's so many things on there. I won't even go on it now because I'm like, there's all these messages and I don't know how to decipher. And one guy here, someone else knew him. Cause you know, I'm like publicly posting. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they were like, oh, that guy like asked me what my safe word was on the first date, like stuff like that. And I'm like, this, I'm good. I'm good now. But Okay, Christina, this is extremely relevant. First of all, I have so much time. I don't have a salaried position. I just do this shit. So I'm 100% yes. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Secondly, so relevant. Kirsten, I haven't told you about this yet. I am part of a Facebook group in Boston that I'm not going to name, but it is because it's supposed to be secret. There's over 20,000 women in it now. (gasps) Oh, and and you see if you're dating the same guy. 
and also people will post pictures of like the guy they matched with and be like what's the tea on brian from seaport oh my gosh and then it's all of these girls being like foot fetish foot fetish fetish." yeah like after each other (laughs) but then there's other people girls like like, i'm into that yeah, I dated Kyle for like a couple weeks. It didn't go anywhere, but he's a nice guy. But then there are other girls being like, hey, I just like matched with like Timmy. Does anyone know Timmy? And then there'll be a girl who will post a picture of Timmy. And she's like, yeah, Timmy's my boyfriend of four years. <gasps> oh, yeah. Like insane oh amount God. of cheating. Oh, my God. Off. Let's do that with it. It is like, not Nashville is a very small place, too, I've learned. So like that would be fascinating. <laughs> also, honest, I love I'll you. Say what, the, what it's called after this, because okay. there probably is one in Nashville. Guys, my ex wouldn't. Okay, when he after he proposed, he proposed right before Christmas. It was like December fifteenth. Okay, how old were you? I was twenty eight when he. No wait, yeah, I was twenty eight. No wait, I was twenty seven when he proposed. We were going to get married when I was twenty eight, and he proposed, and it was like everything I ever wanted. It was like on the balcony of the Chateau Marmont. It was overlooking Sunset Boulevard. It was like perfect okay this is such a movie wow right after we got engaged this is the this is the pinnacle guys of facebook this would have been 2009 we got engaged at the end of 2008 so like pinnacle facebook moment time and i said i i want to like can we put up that we're get engaged or something it was like not right after it was like a maybe like a week or something Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i was like i needed to do it but i was like okay now that we're like you know Uh and he was like no um, I just really wanted to be between us for a little bit. And red flag. Right. <laughs> the reason was, is because the night after he proposed, he cheated on me <gasps> and he didn't. And they were Facebook friends. I don't even know who the, he just worked with her at. Where was he? He was working at the Edison by then. And he cheated at the Magic Castle. I don't know if you've got. <gasps> yeah. What? He cheated at the Magic You have to understand the Magic Castle, who, like the, ro- the sexy romance right. vibes that come out of adult men, Neil Patrick Harris doing magic for you. I just can't even imagine. I cannot. Who cheats at the Magic House? Well, I think they just like, I don't, I, in all honesty, like I don't really, I don't, will never know the fullness of like what happened. But Claire, what you're talking about, like, I know that if I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I, if it had been now and I'd put that up on a thing that I would have, there would have been so many women that would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and then how old were you when you married? I'm like doing, this is like my research for myself. Cause I'm like, okay, that's how many years. <laughs> so how old were you when you married? Your okay. So husband. my current husband, current- <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> My husband and I, we had known each other, right? Like we had known each other, but we went on like one date and then I ghosted him. And then, (laughs) and then we saw each other like a year and a half later and he didn't remember who I was. Like he, I was like, oh my gosh, this must be so bad for him. I broke his heart. And he was like, I don't remember That's so funny. It's so funny oh because God, the men, the rom-com the world needs the men anyone. that have come out when some of my videos, the like angry white men that have come out and been like, you are a horrible, like all women, like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, my husband was not brokenhearted. Like he did not remember who I was. <laughs> he literally said he uh, went into the bathroom at the restaurant I was working at and like scrolled through his palm trio. Cause that's how long it was <laughs> to figure out who the heck I was. And he was like, oh, uh, I think I went on a date with this girl. 
So he was fine. My wedding was called off officially June, early June, late May of 2009. And we went on our first official date, November of 2009. But we started like talking uh. and saw each other in October of 2009. And we went on a real date in November and we were like saying the L word by January of 2010. We got engaged uh. in December, no, November of 2010, Black Friday weekend, like Thanksgiving weekend. I was, I booked a show, I booked a show called Bones, which was on Fox. Oh I think. yeah. You, oh, okay. I was an actress. What was that? Was it was Bones? What was that show called? It's called Bones. <laughs> I, I, know, I know. No, Bones. I like how she thinks <laughs> that we don't know Bones. Like, you know, it's like being like, you know, it's like Grey's, that yeah. one show. Grey's on that one. Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. It was on Grey's Anatomy as well. <laughs> it was ER. Oh, you were? Yeah. My pet lion attacked me. <laughs> so great. Were you on... ER. No, I auditioned and got show. Okay, so I auditioned for ER when I first was in LA because my it's a long story. But anyway, I auditioned and I went to producers for it, but it's the only show that I've ever that they said I was too pretty for. Every other hey! show I was not pretty enough for. But ER said she's too pretty to play a beleaguered barista. <laughs> beleaguered. <laughs> that's a that's a phenomenal fun fact. But yeah, every other show I ever show, auditioned or wouldn't even get a, I wouldn't even get an audition in the room because they'd be like, she's not pretty enough. No, the like, men on ER were like beautiful. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like I'm rewatching it now. I'm like, this show is like a movie every episode, but they didn't want the women to outshine the men. Because <laughs> it was a what, like show George for women. Clooney. I think the women Clooney. wanted to feel like they were in the show and they could get the George Clooney's and the Noah Wiley's of the world. Uh-huh. And so they wanted the women. They weren't as like, they wanted like regular Joe Schmoes. Yeah, apparently, but apparently I, I don't know. I, but yeah, I was just, I, I was just like a coffee girl that interacted with some of the people. I don't know. It, it was like, I don't even think I had my SAG card when I auditioned. I got like, anyway, <laughs> so I booked, so Bradley was going to propose to me. I think the day before Thanksgiving, we were going up to Carmel, our friends, mom oh, like nice. took care of a house and was like a private chef. And we were going to go to the house. It was going to be amazing with some of our other friends. And I booked bones and bones shot over the time over the Thanksgiving, obviously break for Thanksgiving. So like everything got changed and I was shooting now the day before Thanksgiving. So he had to like, Re- revamp and so he proposed me the day after Thanksgiving but what's funny is in the show I had a fake like engagement ring and because I'm played a sister wife and I had a fake engagement <laughs> ring and I go up to my friend who also worked at Fox she worked on how I met your mother and I was like oh my god and I was like oh my gosh look who's engaged and I was joking <laughs> and she goes oh my gosh like she goes guess who else is engaged and I was like who I, no this I'm not engaged I'm just pretend I didn't know I was about to be engaged but I was like I'm just pretending she was like oh <laughs> and I was like, what? Who's engaged? And then she said that my ex was engaged. He had just gotten engaged. Wow. He got engaged you... like a weekend before. Oh, the woman he's is, married to. Is he I still think, married? I believe so. I don't know. I actually wish him like all the love and best. In the world. I, I think don't. they have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Screw him. No, I really do. I really, I hope that like, They're I hope miserable. I taught him some things about communication, unconditional love, like all those good things. I, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I had growing up to do too. I should have never been with them in the first place, but like we should have never been together, but I'm glad we went both went through it. I mean, he's a, he's a narcissist. You got the toxic out with him. I got the toxic. I finally yeah, got the toxic that's how, out. That's like what I think. Um, but what that I being said, he, yeah, he got engaged. I think she was a part of, the, I'm almost positive. She was a part of us. Ending. Up. 
but mm-hmm. I don't know if they were together. I just, I, I, I really don't know. And, and thank God this I don't show care. is sponsored by. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, um, all Acid, this is so fun. I've, I was thinking of so many games we could play. Like one would be like asking you, like, like try to guess all the shows. Like you have to explain the show that you like auditioned for and we have to guess it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you have to guess if I booked it or not. And I yeah. promise you nine times out of ten, I didn't. <laughs> Just tell us the roles though. It's like sister wife, lion tamer. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, guys, the lion oh, was my yeah, friend. Like we have to guess that. Oh, yeah. The lion was lion my friend. Was, I didn't believe in circuses. Lion? Yeah, you but I never had lion? scenes with the lion. Didn't he bite you? He like took a chunk out of my neck. But the reason he not took a chunk out of was the storyline? Guys, we were, here's the thing. Also, he was my pet I, lion. in my head, you're on Grey's Anatomy. By yep. the way, this storyline is Like, great. currently, I'm on it. <laughs> no, we should say why you're on this show. Christina okay. is on this show because she, I don't know if you tweeted it. I don't know if you put it on Instagram, but you said to the effect, and I will, I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to let you. I want a Christian man, but like not storm the Capitol Christian or something. <laughs> yes. I didn't know who you were. You popped up on something. I laughed so hard and I literally immediately sent it to Claire and Aaron. And I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but I want her <laughs> on the podcast. She has way more followers than me. How do we get her on the podcast? Crush the podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, which, by the way, it's not a Christian thing. It sounds like it's a Christian totally. thing, but I it was is like, I'm not. Oh, is it is something like- to do with the sports. I don't know. Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Kirsten Lines, and I'm joined TBN? today. <laughs> and I'm joined today by my by my co-host and cousin, Aaron Raiderstorf, except I'm not because she still is. Um, on that boat below deck, taking care of very high-end patrons on the Bravo Network show. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if it's on Bravo. I've never seen the show. Except uh, wait, is that true? No, I just like to lie. And talk oh. <laughs> like, uh, but I am co- joined by our third co-host, Claire McCallan. Hello. Um, Claire's here. She's wearing um, a halter. I don't know if it's a dress or shirt. It's very delicious. Oh, what are we're, oh, guys? One piece oh, oh, where are you going? Hubba, um, hubba. I just moved, so all my stuff is in boxes. Oh, hubba, hubba. and yeah. we're joined by. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the the bio. Everybody, just wait one moment. Just wait. I'm gonna edit this out, but maybe I won't because now you can see what it's like to. <laughs> now you can see what it's like to be on this show. Um, your last name's Hart, right? Did I just make that up? Actually, my last name is not. But I believe it to make life easy for people. What That's is your last name? name. It's Hartunian. It's Persian. Ooh. I'm also Persian. Christina but Hart is my whitewashed name. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm white and I feel weird using your whitewashed name. <laughs> So Hartunian is her last name? Yes, that's okay. my real name. <laughs> We're here with Christina Hartunian Hart. She's a writer, comic host, and popular online persona, a spirited and faith-informed voice formerly behind the DTR blog, and now the That's Super Weird podcast. This Persian-American is unafraid to break barriers and use comedy as a voice for advocacy. She works in her local Nashville community as rehab admission specialist and just wants to help the world laugh a little more. She also has had sex. I won't include that if you don't want to, but I really like it. 
Yeah, there we go. Retired from DTR block and had sex. And had the sex. She had sex one time. Sex I one. really do hope that they put that behind my name someday. She's not looking <laughs> optimistic right now. Claire McCallan <laughs> has had sex. Put it on my tombstone. If it's true, we don't have guys, to lie. <laughs> I know you guys are much younger than me, but during Y2K, I literally looked up Y2K. at God. <laughs> I literally looked up at God and I was like, God, I know that heaven's going to be great, but can I have sex before you end this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think my husband said said the same thing. God did. But now that I mean, I've been going strong for a while now, so I feel like (laughs) it's got to be somebody else he's helping out. Hopefully Claire and I. Yeah. Um, hi, how are you? Welcome Hello. to Crush the Podcast. I, I feel like we've been having you for all day. I know everyone knows everything already. So glad to be here. Um, I'm just gonna say soups excited about you being here. I'm so excited to be here. And I don't say that all the time. Sometimes I lie and say it today. I'm telling you. <laughs> Here's the thing. Could we go into a private face group, Facebook group about you and find out if you're really lying to us right now or you're being serious about, are you really excited about being here? You can find out, but you got to find out my real name. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Hartunian, is that it? Heart, heart, heart. Right? Heart, wait, what? <laughs> Hartunian. You got it so right. You were so right. Just wait till you Okay, I'm gonna ask a question. I'm gonna ask a question and I and I don't want to sound dumb, but I'm I might sound really dumb. Persian means Iran, right? Yeah, that's great. No, you're way further along than a lot of people. I lived in LA. Yeah, that's how you know. Okay, here I tell people and they're like, what really happened in Afghanistan was awful. And I'm like, (laughs) it was but yes. For the Afghanis. Yes, that was. By the way, I forgot that I sent a picture of my ex to you guys so you could see. And I literally was scrolling through this text for your crush moment. And I was like, what the? There's like secrets. Can in I that delete thread. that? Yeah, yeah we were that. for it. You guys were like, hey. And I'm like, so this is a safe space. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, never so told good. anyone this before, but. All right. So your crush moment. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we're really right quickly there. before, no, 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 I'm not there. I just had to find it. I'm going to take a screenshot just in case my phone and I don't, ah, no, I just got, <laughs> wait, have you listened to an episode, by the way? I didn't even ask you. Were you able to listen to one? It's okay. If you didn't, it's not going to hurt. Our feelings. Whenever I'm on a podcast, I lie and say, yes, I'm going to lie. <laughs> no, but I want to now. Oh I didn't my know fully what it was about. That is now the I know. Now so I want good. to. It's like when you go on a date with a guy and they're like, well, now, now you're worth it. I didn't know. I was- <laughs> if it makes you feel any better. I like before I launched a podcast, I made so many jokes in LA about how people need to read books and not listen to podcasts. And then I was like, hello, everyone. I'm coming out with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good I'm, time. I'm trying to be a better person. Don't though. It's overrated. <laughs> just be a terrible, horrible judgment. We're Catholic, Claire and I, so we just get to go to confession, but you just get to write oh, down your sins. Yeah. You, you just get to write down your sins on a journal a and like light it on fire or dig it in a dig it in a we're hole. Just, well, we're all like wondering what to do now. I just found out other denominations are in fact Christian because my <laughs> evangelical <laughs> upbringing was like, we're the only ones. And now I'm like, oh no. So 
There are a lot of other ones. Well, so you're in the South, so nobody believes I'm a Christian. Like everybody try. People are always trying to convert me. They're like, you're Catholic. You. I got got dumped by an Iranian man (gasps) who was Christian, and he couldn't get over the fact that I'm not Christian, which is hard. Really? Yeah. He was really well. Wait, he was. Is that that? Is that that? I bless myself. Is that the guy? Wait, is that the guy that you saw on a date? Like Twice the day now, after? Yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, he keeps coming into my neighborhood. He lives an hour away. Why does he keep... He's, <laughs> He's just checking in to make sure that you're still Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, she just walked into that um, church again. Gosh, I will say, it. my mom, she was Muslim, converted to Protestant Christianity, like like Benny Hinn Crusades mm-hmm. was like oh. my upbringing. Okay. And so like when they convert, man, they are mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> there is like... You you either believe what they believe or mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So well, there's like chicken well, tracks, cool right? Those little booklets that are like, yeah, this is my why. Mom used to hand those out. Oh my gosh, Catholics, we are we are bad. You know what I mean? Works and just there's all kinds of things. We're we're real repentance, bad. Repentance, like repentance. oh yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah. Like real repentance. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, like you don't really. You just go to like talk to a guy and then you like go do it again. That's what people told me. I was like, <laughs> that's not really how it works, but okay, cool. Um, okay. So on our mm-hmm. podcast, we ask you when you were 12 years old, what was your perfect mash? When you were 12 years old, oh. who were you going to marry celebrity or otherwise? Brian Latrell from the Backstreet Boys. Fantastic. Yeah. Now he's a raging Trump supporter. I think Google okay. went on. I think I'm not you sure. I'm still going to their show on. Yeah, they went. He went real, real right. But I'm still going to the show on Thursday tomorrow. Naturally. So, yeah. So didn't phase me much. Um. Okay. And who? And wh- and what were you going to be when you grew up? I was going to be a writer. Oh. oh. Look at that. Where were you going to live? I wanted to live in like a cabin. Sorry, I meant City, which a cabin in New York City. Well, Claire, Claire, where did you want to live? Um, House on Stilts in Washington, DC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Logical. You know, one of those. Yeah, I think I read so my favorite book as a kid was Club Stephanie, which was the full house. Um, breakout book Fun. series by Stephanie Tanner. Yeah, and I think I was like, "Oh, I want like a cute little house," but in my head it was a cabin because mm-hmm. I must have seen that somewhere and was like in the city. Well, it's practical. So what, what am I yeah. looking at? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> nice. for I'm those who are not watching, go ahead share what this is. Kirsten Jody Sweeten's book. What's it called? Unsweetened? Of course it is, because her last name is Sweeten. <laughs> I don't want to look. Clever. I know, guys, guys, I know it's not holy to brag, but my book currently says to Kirsten, love <gasps> Jody Sweeten. Because oh. I went to her book signing at Barnes and Noble <laughs> no, at the Grove didn't. in Los Angeles. And oh my God. When I tell you, just... there's only one person I've ever been starstruck in front of, and it was a one Miss Jody Sweeten. Oh my God. Did you read Club Stephanie? You know what's funny? I definitely had, 
No, I definitely had like some Club Stephanie books, but I'm Did she a little, write them? No, I, mean, no, I don't know. I don't know. It was someone else. No, it was someone else. It was like, I don't even remember fully what it was. I just remember opening the book and flipping the pages to when she kissed the boy and like wanting to know what happened. Childhood and that's still what I'm doing in my 30s. <laughs> she was everything to me. And I used to write her on the show telling her that I would play a cousin and I would dye my hair blonde. You like could. she had casting and writing like decisions. Like I, I obviously she was the one that I needed to speak to about this. <laughs> and I got a picture back, which I have somewhere. And it's like a stamp of her signature, like holding her knee with like a sunflower flipped up hat. It's oh Stephanie. my gosh. Once I saw her at a club in LA when I was like 22 and mm-hmm. she was not doing club Stephanie things. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you read her autobiography? No, but that's, I'm like, oh, I know where I was in that. Yeah. S- sit like section. Yes. yes. Uh, love her. Great. I, I love her with my whole heart. And I, <laughs> I like, I, I literally like, guys, I've met so many celebrities either like doing work, working on a show, but mostly just like at Chateau Marmont tray passing or, oh, I wasn't even, I mean, at places I signed an NDA. Oops. Um, at other, but I was like, I've done, I was a nanny for, uh, anyway, I I've met many, many celebrities. There's only one person I could <laughs> I went to her book signing and I had like, a, this, is before the, this is before the iPhone. So I had like a f- camera that was like a digital camera on my little wristlet and I, or before I had an iPhone and I'm like standing there and she's like, do you want a picture? And both one of my sisters and I went and both me and my sister were like, <laughs> old was she when she wrote this book I don't have any 20s I mean I would have been 20 I think I was like 2009 it was 2009 it came out yeah so it was like right after everything that happened with my ex I think it must have been like you know what it was one of the first things I did when I came back to LA after like leaving LA for a couple months was read her book was was go to her book signing by her oh 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 Oh, okay, okay. I bought her. I never buy. I mean, hard, look, hard you're faithful. Does your husband know about your love for her? Okay, she was 27. Does my husband know okay. about my love for Jody Sweden? Yeah, <laughs> it comes up all the time. My husband knows about my love for Jody Sweden. My husband knows about my love for NSYNC. My husband knows about oh. my love, my deep, oh. my deep abandonment to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <gasps> my gosh. I just feel like there's not a lot of people who fully appreciate JTT and like what, like his journey. And have you seen that Christmas movie with him and Jessica Biel? Oh, what is yes. it called? Like it's home, something home, home for Christmas. Something home. Yes. And I watched it recently. <laughs> it's so bad. I watched it. I couldn't even get like 10 minutes in. I was like, <laughs> I can't do this to myself. This is, I need to keep him as beautiful and as pure as he always was in my brain. I know. It's a good one. For sure. Absolutely. Also, <laughs> wait, we should say that when Claire decided to become my co-host, she goes, was he in Hanson? And I literally was like, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> JTT, it's because it's before your era. <laughs> he, we had a guest on the Oh no, actually she hasn't been a guest yet, my friend Chica, but she told me year like two years ago that she also was in love with JTT. And I was like happy that she knew, but I also was like, bitch, step off. Like, right, like I'm what the did only you one. say? He was young Simba. He was young Simba. 
I know Simba. That absolutely makes that like that. I just miss, I miss that time. Like I remember knowing JTT was the voice of Simba and then Lion King was coming out. So I faked being sick and my mom let me fake being sick. So I didn't go to school and I went to the store and bought a bag of Doritos. I remember this and watched it and was like, I can't wait to be <laughs> like, I just was like, this is the best day of my life. He I does a good believe- job. I like the movie. Do you see what I'm reading? At Disney Adventures. It's like child labor. The magazine. Do you know who this kids. is? That's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I gotta tell you what, I don't see it. I don't think he's that cute. That's it might be because he's nine. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Christina, the first thing I ever did was tag you in my dear future husband video. You didn't know who I was, but I tagged you. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't. I will tag you connected. again. You know what? I did have another celebrity crush, and that was Devin Sawa in Ooh. Casper. Little Giants Jr., please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> However, he liked one of my tweets recently, and I was like, <gasps> Devin, this is this is my dream. And I went to his profile. I was like, a little dark. That's okay. Okay. He okay. is. He is. I feel like, but he's funny, right? But he's funny. He's How great. do I spell his last name? Sawa, S-A-W-A. For all of you okay. listening who have no idea who Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa, or Brian Luttrell is, I just want to say you need to Google those three names right now before you continue this podcast. And tell us who is the best looking. My friend had an idea and it was, it, this is a great idea. You guys should sponsor it or do it. And <laughs> it's it's a 90s bar where every yes. drink is named after 90s. All the decor is 90s. The totally. food is kind of like 90s staples. And it just is 90s music. So there's a coffee shop here at Trillith and it's got a 90s vibe. And, but it doesn't, but it has like Pop-Tarts. It has like homemade Pop-Tarts and it's, oh, it's great. Okay. But it's not as in-depth as that, but they show Moesha. They show Family Matters. They show yes, like uh, TGIF icons. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mo to the, eat to the Moesha. <laughs> anyway. This is, I love all of this. Are you in a cabin in New York? Are you a writer? Are you married to Brian Luttrell? And yeah. Well, no. So (laughs) I am (laughs) in Nashville, but you know what? I wanted a farm and I, I have this dream and I keep telling my therapist about this barn that I want to own and like have Mm -hmm. events there. And like everyone comes and is happy and we just like eat and do comedy. And I love that. I'm now realizing that this was my childhood dream. Just mm. I thought that it was a cabin in New York, but in reality, I live in Nashville. I have a roommate now. <laughs> the place I was living before it got sold. I had three weeks to find a place. So the fantasy didn't happen yet, but um, I am a writer. I come out with my first book soon. <gasps> That's exciting. Uh, Do we know the yeah. name of it yet? I haven't released it yet. It's a, the first one is a book of jokes. I really like thought you were going to say jokes. the book of Job. I'm like, me too. That's, I heard already, that's already come out and I it's wouldn't joke. wish that on anyone. I mean, it's jokes and then stories behind the jokes of the last four years, plus a lot of new jokes and then a, and then a memoir style comedy after that. Mm, that's so exciting. That's, that's coming true. Hopefully. <laughs> That's really exciting. Yeah. Really, really awesome. And yeah. 
All right. Well, um, now that we know that some of your hopes and dreams have come true and some are mm-hmm. yet to be discovered, I really, by the way, love that idea of like a barn and all that. I know. That Isn't sounds, it a great idea? That sounds like a great idea. I just want to have a plate. You know what I want? I want to have a bar that's a middle school dance all the time. Oh, so, that's amazing. Like, because how, first of all, I love weddings. I love weddings for the simple fact that you get to dance all night. It's free food and uh-huh. nobody's everybody's happy and everybody's happy and nobody, you don't have, like nobody's grinding on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just so it's such a great, you can dance as silly or as sexy as you want, but it's like, you're not going to get accosted anyway. But I was thinking about this and I was like, no, what I want is a bar that is a middle school dance all the time. Like the utopia bar. Yes. A utopia bar. We like, just want you do the electric Utopian slide, act. you do like, Cupid Shuffle, you, you <laughs> just everything. That's the 90s bar. You spike the punch. You spike the punch. I never did that. But yes, you slow dance and there's like somebody with a flashlight at telling you to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Like I really feel like this is we need this in our lives and I we and do. I want it to happen. Um, okay, so anyway, so your crush moment. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to read what I wrote after. So I okay. asked for your crush moment. So we asked all our guests, just give us like a sentence or two. We, we want to go on the ride with you. Please don't give us too many details, but just give us like a little bit. And you wrote crushed point was probably a year after my mom died and a celebrity broke up with me. So I moved in <laughs> with my dad and was like, my life is over. But in fact, it was not end scene to which I replied while I was driving back from Target. There are so many things I want to say, but I feel like everything I will write back to this will sound terrible or trying to be funny or not compassionate enough. But please know I'm beyond ecstatic to talk and hear your story. To which Claire said, completely agree with Kirsten. So happy this is happening. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like everything that you just wrote is a film in and of itself. I am so not excited to get into it. I don't think, but like, this is, I think this is a story that kind of combines so much of the best of Crushed. And, you know, we created this podcast so people know they're not alone in these moments. And so just take it away. Oh, thank you. Like movie worthy. Should I pitch this? No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, yeah, I know who the celebrity <laughs> is. I don't know if Claire does. How'd you figure yeah. it out? Uh, I- she shared it on Instagram. <laughs> Secret conversations? <laughs> I know. No, um, she shared it publicly. Oh, I, I did go, share I it publicly. So, okay, you'll know back. when I tell. Yeah. You know what? I'll just text the group right now. Okay. Thank yeah. you. I um, might not be. I safe. hope it's not like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I want it to be someone I know. Not. <laughs> you might. You know. Taylor you know Thomas. what? You might. Oh gosh! Now my ex is also in my search bar right now. We gotta get this. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. So, uh, 10 years ago, I worked at a private jet company in LA with all the rich and famous Mm -hmm. was living my best life. Um, my mom, she got sick with a brain tumor. Mm. She did not get chemo or radiation because she believed that she'd be healed. Um, and she passed away five months after that. So I was very close with my mother. Um, and that was really hard. I was like her caretaker and everything. And then I kind of just threw myself into work and ended up basically having a nervous breakdown. Um, and about a year, like into that, it's kind of like, I don't know exactly the timeline is a little hazy, but I was dating someone who ended up becoming famous and Mm -hmm. we broke up and I was 
crushed, you could say. How but long were you guys? Point, it was, um, were you guys dating while um, your mom got diagnosed? No, no, it was after it was about a year, okay. a year after a year and a half after. Um, but he, um, he had to get help for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I was not in a great place. I tried to find solace in the church, but the church was elevating this person and this mm-hmm. person got famous in the church. So I couldn't find like safety or healing in church because that was also wow. part of, you know, like trauma, you could say just because, um, they had a tendency to elevate human beings to places and levels of power that, um, were not necessarily meant to hold. Right. So, um, I became very depressed. I had anxiety attacks like every day I could not function. I was, could not figure out how to grieve my mother. Mm. Cause I was like, why would God allow this? And this is all I've known or believed. So like, I felt very betrayed. I moved in with my dad, who's actually a Buddhist scientist <laughs> and um, we were never very close. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I moved in with him in orange County, you know, very humble means and I didn't have a job and I ended up writing. Um, that was the only thing that I could find that was helpful. I went to therapy. I listened to sermons and like all of that, but I couldn't go to church because I just, it just wasn't like, like, I remember once I went to a women's conference and they played this guy's video as as the intro. And it was like on all the big screens. And I was like, and everyone's laughing and smiling. And my friend's like, isn't that that guy you dated? And like, I'm just like, this is crazy. You know, like, how do you process that? Um, so thankfully I had a therapist and, um, a group of friends, like a small group that I loved, but I learned like at, you know, many years ago that I couldn't really rely on and put my faith in church as an institution, because Mm. there are things that are, um, wrong with the celebrity culture and blah, 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 whatever in evangelical, um, spaces. However, I've always believed in Jesus. I believe um, everything Jesus did. That's who I tried to like mimic my life after. Um, and I also have a sense of humor about it. So what I did was I started to write, my dad was super supportive and I would publish online what I was writing. And I tried to get jobs in the industry, but what ended up happening was the, my blog and the comedy around dating and church and mental health, it started to grow and people found it funny. And I just kind of found my voice. And with that, I decided I wanted to help women in mental health or um, that industry. So I got Mm -hmm. a job working at a clinic for women who were suicidal or came from the mental hospital. Mm -hmm. And I led comedy classes with them and I worked and decided, Oh, I'm going to go back to school. And that's kind of like how that all happened. So it was never planned, obviously. Um, but my life looked very different than what, you know, it had looked at, looked like a few years before I was working in private jets. Like I was dating this guy that was like, you know, like cool and whatever. And then I now here I am all these years later and I'm like, first of all, I'm a better comedian. (laughs) And, And Second of all, I love that I get to use humor and comedy to advocate for people. And that's Mm. my passion. That's what I love. So I write still, but I also say it in front of people on a stage. And then I also work at a rehab here in Nashville, which I love. And so those are all the pieces together. And it kind of makes sense how I ended up here, but obviously never planned that. First of all, (laughs) 
it's incredible. And I, I can't wait to read your book. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. But like the minute you started talking about your mom, I already had questions because I feel like the fact that your mom was like, I'm not going to do this because I believe I'm going to be healed. At that point, did you also believe that? No, we begged her. We okay. tried really hard, but the church she went to was supportive of her not got it doing <laughs> chemo and radiations. We begged people to be like, please just tell her. I give grace at that point because the brain tumor affected her reasoning. And my mm -hmm. mother's personality is she was very Turner burn on the street. Like she converted every person to Christianity. She was of the nineties, like, right, 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 right. Right, you know, the early two thousands. Like, that's why I kind of make a joke. Now I'm like, these people who are like Christian and Christian nationalism. I'm like, you guys know nothing on the mm -hmm. boomer moms right. of that, right? Like they could get us to repent for anything, right? <laughs> right? Like she did one day of radiation and then she refused to do any more. And that was the hardest part. Mm. Um, and that's why, you know, I spoke out a lot during the pandemic about getting the vaccine. I'm obviously pro-science and pro-faith, but I do see the benefit of medication and I do see the benefit of science. And my dad, he's holistic. He's um very like healthy, holistic, but even he's like, you know, we see the nuance in things. And I right. just, obviously we were all very impacted, especially the members of my family who are not a Christian watching this and seeing that she ended up dying. And that was a reality we had to face. And God bless her. That was, she did the best she could with what she knew. And mm. I would never know what it's like to have a mm. sickness like that. Um, but, but yeah, that is the reality. What, first of all, what grace you're offering her, because I think I, I know this is also, we're a decade away from it. Right. So yeah. I know that yeah. also you're, mm -hmm. you're coming yeah. at this from a different person, uh, from a different point of view, but was there also an element for you that, okay, so, so now she's passed, like, were you like, God, how could you allow that? Cause you, I know you spoke like, God, how could you allow this? God, why would you allow, or were you like, I get it. Or was it a mixture of kind of all of it? It was kind of a mixture. Cause I had experiences that were very spiritual and very like, I'm not alone. And like, God is here. Mm -hmm. Um, even like when she, first like got sick and the way that happened, like they didn't think that she would come out of a coma at all. And when she did, she said that she saw Jesus and he had his hand on her head. And at that time she had no idea she had a brain tumor. We had just found out and the brain tumor was exactly where she said she saw Jesus put his hand on her when she wow. like had a seizure and, and was induced into a coma. So it was stuff like that, that you can't explain that and then after she passed, like, I didn't really process it. I was just like my mother who was very, very sick. And I took care of everything with my aunt and my dad. But ultimately I was the power of attorney at that time. Like my parents were separated. So I was in every day in and day out with her. So when she passed, I was almost like relieved because I knew that she was no longer sick. Right. So, so heaven, the heaven piece was real, but I didn't process the whole not doing chemo radiation thing for a long time. Got it. And the grief was awful. And like the reality of losing a parent like that was really hard for me. Um, and I just had ongoing depression and anxiety that was not treated. So I just ignored it and was like, I'm going to keep living and and so I was working at the private jet place and that was not sustainable. So I, I basically 
was like in the whole foods and in like the trail mix aisle. And I just was sobbing and I like, couldn't see straight. And I had a full blown panic attack. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm not okay. Um, but it was a long process, but I learned like God, he understands our suffering and I don't need it to look like anyone else's. My healing process doesn't need to, but I threw everything into God. I need to know that you exist, that you're real and that you're there for me or else I'm not going to make it because Mm. I'm so alone and feel so lonely and church doesn't provide me with solace because everyone is worshiping this guy I dated. (laughs) So that piece was also in there. I mean, yeah. I mean the layered and talk about nuance. I know you brought, but like the layers of this are just so deep in terms Mm -hmm. of like, okay, so now I'm dealing with this over here with my mom and I'm trying to process that. And now this gentleman caller is, (laughs) so when you guys met, was he was he just kind of just chill? Was he, was anything happening for him? He was at the very beginning. So like he had like 3000 followers. So he was like kind of at his first viral thing, but he would, (laughs) to me was just some nerdy Christian guy who made jokes. And I was like, Oh, a nerdy Christian guy who makes jokes. Like it was, um, and I had emailed him asking him to be in a Kickstarter video that I was doing for a business that I had started. So I had emailed him asking to be in the video and he said no. And then he, and then we went out. So that's how that started. I mean, sorry, I, think, I should say, did you believe you were excuse exclusive? I think with him, it's, that's not, you can't even really process that because he at that time was unhealthy. And Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of manipulation and then Mm -hmm. it was a lot of, um, it was just unhealthy, like dating and you think you're together, but then you're not together. And Mm -hmm. then even if it's short and even if there isn't like verbal commitment and all of this, like officialness, like sometimes those are still the ones that have the longest impact on us for reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A fine frenzy. Um, I think it's a fine frenzy who has a song called goodbye. My almost lover. mm -hmm. And I, that song wrecked me because it's, it's exactly what you're talking. It's so, Mm -hmm. it's just so confusing. It's so like, what's happening? Who are, who am I? Yeah. And he he has this story with a lot, probably a lot of women, but at the time I knew that he went to get help somewhere. And after that, like, I believed we were friends because physically we couldn't, we wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. And I wouldn't allow that because I knew right. of some things, right. Like, and I'm trying to, uh, you're doing a great job. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Doing a great job. Uh, but, and we're not, not here the- just so you know, like we're not here to get, I mean, we've had people on this podcast that have talked about people that weren't famous either, but, and then we, you know, but we, and we've had people that will be that have talked about people, but like we we're very gentle and careful and we're not looking for. um, Yeah. No, I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even say anything if I didn't feel that you were, but yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just, it's Jerry Seinfeld yeah, (laughs) and Dr. Phil, but I say this, I like, I came out on my, on my podcast, I told the story of him and I with two different character names. And I did that because he's been a part of my life in ways that I have chosen and have not chosen. So Mm. um, in LA, it's a small Christian little world. And he became someone who was very famous in the local church and on a grand scale. So I would go and there, every girl dated this guy. Like, it was just like, I made a joke to him. Like I need an Excel sheet at this point because I can't even keep up. So I, so it's been 
he's just been in existence and I've just had to deal with that. But to then now veer into doing comedy, it, the imposter syndrome was so real because it's like, well, this is his territory, right? Like, and you, I'm not allowed to do that where I obviously have different goals and stuff with the reason that I do comedy, but I absolutely am now of like, we, I deserve to take up space. Mm. And that's my big thing. And I don't know in the last years what has gone on. Like I advocated for women. I advocate for rehab. I advocate for people in recovery, but I also believe you need to believe women. And that's the stance I take. And it's very hard because you're like in the middle and you're basically, and, and this, these aren't people without power. Like this person has a lot of power. He's around very powerful people but I'm like I deserve to take up space and that's more of my journey now and I think you know you said it in the initial explanation of your crush Mm -hmm. moment but also you just said it again like the reasoning Mm -hmm. for you to do this is so much bigger than hey I think I'm funny and I want to tell you a joke you know Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's something so beautiful when a person realizes that their talent aligns with their um, like heart. I don't mm-hmm. know. Am I saying that? Right? Yeah. You know? But like, there's something really beautiful about that. And I, I had a priest say to me one time I was in Lourdes, which is like a really holy place in France. And I was talking about, <laughs> and I was talking about like, uh, the selfish, like, you know, I, I want to do this, but it feels a little selfish. And he was like, wait, wait, wait. He was like, you, you're never going to be perfect until you get to heaven. So he's like, sometimes God will allow the selfishness to get you to the next point. And sometimes you're just going to have to accept the fact that sometimes that selfishness is there. I'm not saying he said, I'm not saying you should just like not deal with it, but he's like, don't berate and shame yourself because there's parts of you that want to be like seen, known and loved. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not selfish. And it's this this mixture. Yeah. And I don't even want to call it like passion or like because I don't think that's what it is. I, I think it's more, and obviously I'm not doing this eloquently, but like, it's so much more, it's like desire. It, it, it also is why I have such a hard time when Christians will, especially like evangelical Christians. I was just at this thing. And this one was like, if God gave you a dream, then he'll write the check. And I'm like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. Like, please stop saying that to people because mm-hmm. that's just not true. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And for me, like a lot of my story is I have felt small, in a space where someone else to me feels very big. Mm. And then I have felt shamed for being, Mm. for feeling small because I shouldn't feel small. And then I felt, it was just like, but I'm not the one who elevated this person in a space, in a religious space. And that is a story that I'm all like, they, the church has done with a lot of people. And then we see the same cycle over. And I also think that in reality, they're using people. I do have compassion because I don't think that that is our purpose is to like, to Wait, who is that The guy that looks exactly like him. we have this text thread going while we're talking. I can't believe we just threw this on Claire too. Like what a thing to throw on her. I also think it's important what you said that it's your story. I think sometimes when you're when you've been hurt, we don't want to like, we have to own our story and we also have to own our responsibility in the story. What I mean by that is like, for at least for me, I can look at the relationship with my ex and be like, 
we probably shouldn't have been together. I had some deep insecurities that I would, you know, that I would um, not have been continued with him because, but I was, you know, I had stuff I had to grow up for. And that's me taking responsibility. I don't need to take responsibility for his cheating or his narcissism or all that, but yeah. Yes, I agree. And I, I was not in the great place. Like my mom had died. Like I was like, like he took me to church on a date once and I was terrified to go to church. Like that's where I was. Like I was in a place where I was, I had so much anxiety and I was so fearful because the last time I had been in church was, um, when we were taking my mom to healing services. So it was all very intense. And then on mother's day, he took me to church. So there are things that are redeemable that I can't be like, I despise this person, Mm -hmm. even though I'm sitting here being like, I mildly despise him. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like, it's layered and it's nuanced. And I don't think every single person that I've had that I've had on the show has said, I am so grateful for my crushed moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean we wanted it to happen but I see the redemption of it, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I sit here like years later and I'm able to hold the pain and the, you know, all these people deconstructing, you know, quote unquote with evangelical church Mm -hmm. or church in general, whatever. And I just, I feel like I'm able to hold fast to my faith and be like, I believe in Jesus I know for a fact for me is very real because I would not be here Mm -hmm. if I didn't believe in something other than myself. Mm. And I'm grateful because I can do that because I, I faced those very difficult things in my life Mm. and I could not use the church as a prop to do it. So there was no other way. And that's what I'm grateful for. Also, I didn't know how funny I was and I learned that. So (laughs) And I have to say, when you go through shit, when you are funny, my goodness, thank God for it. You right. know, like, yeah, oh my and gosh, I just like, want to pass that all along. And I think the gift of what you're doing is that you you're coming for, again, you're a decade out the gift of you loving women well and loving women in moments of crisis and moments of confusion and moments of abandonment and, and how you can do that because you've held that tension. I think because I started off like writing, like the first joke I ever posted on the internet was about the armor of God. And what if it doesn't match my outfit? Like (laughs) I was like dainty Christina making these cute jokes until I was like, this is not cute anymore. And then I slowly dipped my toe in, but I always did that. I was always like, if I see something I'm going to write a joke about it because it's a great way to bring up an uncomfortable truth and see, like, let's talk about it. And that's just, I pushed the line more and more until I was like, okay, I love doing this. And I just want to do it in a way that helps people. And do I get a lot of backlash? A lot. I get a lot of like conservative men calling me Jezebel or like, or like, snowflake or god whatever right but i'm like snowflakes are beautiful and how many people get excited when it snows and i'm like okay ted cruz's dog snowflake is so cute like (laughs) i wait does ted cruz have a dog named snowflake yeah and the joke is when he went to cancun do you remember the pic that he went to cancun yes Yes. yeah all everyone just 
the news just posted a photo of his dog Snowflake looking out the window. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, you left Snowflake. <laughs> well, if Snowflake wasn't such a snowflake, that's I love my it. life story, guys. <laughs> I love it. And I, I'm, I know that we've kind of gone all over the map and we've paused and we've taken breaks so we could tell stories and we've texted each other and all that. But (laughs) I I love all of this because I think I did not set out to make a podcast for single people. That is not Mm. my, but I've had, we've had so many single guests on here. Both my (laughs) co-hosts are single. I'm so grateful for it because I can't even express to you like when I was getting married, I did not understand what was happening because I was like, <laughs> no, like, that's not me. Like, I'm not the bride. That's not me. I'm uh-huh. always the one getting dumped or uh-huh. abandoned because I wouldn't have sex with the guy or whatever. Like, or the guy didn't like me because I was loud and, and annoying. I had a whole line in my show and it was like, quiet girls are that. quiet girls are supposed to be religious and slutty girls are loud. Nobody likes the loud girl who prays. Like, that's just like, oh. that was... That was me in a nutshell. Nobody liked me because they were like, you don't bake bread from scratch. Like you don't, that's not you, you know? And then the guy, and I always dated guys that were like, why aren't we having sex? And I was like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. What would you like now? But I, I feel like it's one of those things where I hope that people know that they're not alone. And I hope that people can hear these stories, but especially your story. And like, maybe they are kind of on and off with a guy right now. And they're like, where's it going? And just like, knowing it's confusing and this is all just a messy, messy world we live in. I know. Dump his ass. <laughs> no, but kind of. Like Okay, but I thought of a joke that was like a 12-step meeting, but for exes of celebrities. Like, <laughs> like it'd be so comforting if like everyone goes in there and it's like, so I dated him and it was at this many followers. And so my ex, um, right. Okay, so right when he broke up with me, he had booked when we were right as we were ending, he booked this Olive Garden commercial. And <laughs> right when he broke up with me. So I go to like, look at this apartment. Cause obviously I don't have a place to live now. Cause we were about to move in together. Cause we were too much shy of getting married. So I go to look at this apartment and this girl's like, um, now why are you looking for an apartment? And I was like, Oh, well my ex, I like left town for a little bit, but my ex and I, we were getting married, but I'm not here anymore. She's like, Oh, and I was like, yeah, he was a, I don't know how it came up, but she, I was like, and what do you do? She's like, Oh, I do accounting at Edison. And I was like, Oh, you knew my fiance. And I told her his name and she goes, <laughs> I didn't know he was engaged. And I was like, and now, you know why I'm looking for a place to live. Oh my gosh. I get home. I'm like bawling. I get home. I sit on the couch. I turn on the TV and I kid you not. The first thing that showed up was his Olive Garden commercial. And I was like, what the? It's so real. It's so real. I was with my friends here in Nashville. And he's not even famous. No, I was with my friend. And we went to the opera to see Johnny Swim, the Mm -hmm. band. I love and I was with my friends here and we get in the car and we're driving and they're like Christina like are you dating anyone tell us about your dating past and we drive by and this mfr is on the billboard and it's like <laughs> and it's like Opry show da, da, da. and my other friend starts laughing she's like well she could tell you and I'm like oh my god he's like a ghost that just <laughs> is just like you especially know especially in Nashville especially Nashville, but like, honestly, it was like in any church, it was just like in any, like, yeah. And yeah, I mean, um, come hang out with us Catholics. Nobody really talks about them at all. Nobody cares. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but I was like, I can laugh about this. Like Mm -hmm. 
I can make jokes about this. And that is the best thing because no one, you could have the king, you could have uh, someone who like an unemployed person, whatever it is, and no one is immune to being the punchline of a joke. Mm -mm. And that is like, not in a mean way, but just in a, we're all on the same playing field way. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you can have fun with it. Like, like I can, yeah. And that's what's great. <laughs> um, just to wrap this up before we ask you the last questions. Um, so actually at that time I was only working one job. I was nannying. I might've been working. Well, I was also like doing odds and ends. So I was working two jobs. Let's say my ex got $700,000 when he turned 21. That was his beginning of his, um, uh, what's that called? You're like, when you get, trust? yeah, your trust. That was the beginning of it. And he was like sad because he only got 700,000 and all his friends were getting like (laughs) 1.2 and 1.5. And it was just like really hard for him. Anyway, so (laughs) when I'm like working my ass off, can't afford anything, um, we're broken up. We've been broken up for a while. Bradley and I are just starting to date, but it's like so brand new. But I'm still in, talk about like us dating in the beginning. I was like a literal mess and Bradley... (laughs) Bradley sometimes would be like, can we just stop talking about him just for like three seconds? I was like, no. Um, and uh, my ex was on a reality bartending show and he won a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's so rough. You're just like, it's, <laughs> you can't make it I up. I can't pay you bills can't and up. he won a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you can't make it up. And guys, he already had so much money. His family was so loaded. <laughs> You can't, I will never forget that women's con like I went to the women's conference for healing, you know, for internal healing. And I freaking sat there and they're like, we're gonna play this funny video of this comedian. And I was like, oh hell no. Oh my God. And then it's <laughs> and my friends are laughing. They're like, look at this guy, Christina. Maybe he's single. Like, and you're like, it was like no. my new friends. And I was like, how do you explain this? Like, how does one explain this? Oh, it's so, so good. Um, so what would you tell, if you could say anything to your 12 year old self, what would you say? Okay, Funny so or serious? My therapist. <laughs> and um, I would say your dreams are valid. You have what it takes and believe in yourself and you can do anything. Very true. Yep. And what was your song in high school, your like crushed song? And then also, did you have a song <laughs> during this whole time period? Okay. My crushed song in high school. <laughs> I mean, I was just factory boys to the core. I think I sorrowfully listened to show me the meaning of being lonely, <laughs> which I listened to during COVID <laughs> <laughs> and was like, this is not what they meant. <laughs> Instincts, God must have spent a little more time on you. I literally was like, I hope one day a guy says that to me. He says, like, God, a little more time on me. Your love. I met um O-Town like a few months ago, an LFO. One of the guys from O-Town used to serve at a restaurant near where Bradley used to serve. Really? Yeah. My friend made fun of me because like, first of all, I was like, she's like, do you want to go to O-Town? I'm like, my liquid dreams? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Claire probably has no yeah, idea. Yeah, I know. Okay. You, we'll, no, I- we'll play after this. <laughs> so we go. These men are like probably 45 years old now. Like they are mm-hmm. old. They're still dancing, doing all the things. My friend's like, you want to go backstage to meet them? I'm like, yes. <laughs> backstage, we're sitting there talking. And one guy's name is Eric. And then 
Eric. And I don't know what to say because I'm like awkward, even though I like literally worked in, you know, in LA and God knows whatever industry jets and stuff. But I'm sitting there with Eric with O-Town and I go, I like your tea because he was drinking like a glass of green tea. And he just looked at me. He's like, <laughs> shaking, <laughs> like nodding. And I was like, what am I saying? Then the guy from LFO, I forget his name. There were like shoes that were on a pole. And I was like, oh, those are cool shoes. And he's like, thank you. And later on during the show, they do a tribute to the band member who died Yes, with the mm-hmm. shoes. And I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but see, that's when you pull out, like, I lost my mom. Like, I right. feel like I can moments, pull that card out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is the, when you say something and you real like, my sister was an mm-hmm. RA and she <laughs> said, mm-hmm. <laughs> she said to some girl that was leaving, it was like first year, first like week of being an RA. She goes, Hey, buddy, hope you find your dad <laughs> from Elf. And the girl just looks, my dad died. And my dad died. I, yeah, you just mess with people. <laughs> like, oh like, I God. will never be saying that again. <laughs> um, and then what was your song during all of this? <laughs> what was my, I got to think, because I know I, um, sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm really upset right now. How dare you? While you're thinking, Claire, okay. we need to get you a celebrity because you need a celebrity. You I just have kind a of trauma in your, li- in the, in your life. My celebrity was also on a show that the creator of the show totally ghosted me because he was going to make. So it was just like a real fun, except that celebrity I really didn't care about. I didn't like him or anything, but it still was. Oh, I know. It was, sorry, I just interrupted. (laughs) Sorry for my existence. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell Uh, your 12-year-old self that. Right? Like, how hard I've worked. Uh, It was Johnny Slim, Georgia Capond, which is the saddest song in the whole world, the world. They, they wrote it after both their parents one of them passed away but it is like gut-wrenching and beautiful and I love being depressed I thought you were saying Johnny Kampala back on board from Johnny Tsunami the Disney Channel original movie he went to my school Johnny Tsunami there's no so many people it's <laughs> LA you don't know Claire it's just LA there's nothing it's not like cool it's like just being in LA, you're just constantly it's extremely uncool. It's not well, cool. Unless I, you're in Hell Song, then it was <laughs> a picture signed by Tony Bennett. So. Oh, that's a big deal. <laughs> Yay for celebrity painting signing. Wait, did he paint it or he just signed a picture? Yeah, he painted. he painted. I was like, did he just randomly <laughs> sign someone else's painting? I got it at this woman. It's not to me, I got it at a woman's estate sale. Oh, That's honestly, crazy. estate sales are so great now that like I'm older. I'm like, I love a good estate. 100%. 100%. Um, Christina, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Thank we've never you, paused guys. an episode as many times as we have with this one. So, <laughs> congratulations. You won that. I'm excited because it is launching. Good luck editing it. It's <laughs> actually it's not going to be as hard because we okay. paused a lot. Pause. I, I've learned that I need to pause instead of saying, we'll just edit that out later. Right, I know. I'm still learning that. Um, I want you guys on my podcast that one day I will have new episodes. I keep saying. Um, I charge four thousand dollars per minute to be on people. Bradley did reach out to someone. He has a podcast about fatherhood, and he reached out to someone and they said they charge this amount. And Bradley was like, 
I'm not what? asking for your expertise. I want you to talk about being a dad. I'm not like asking you to teach or something. Right, right. I'm not asking you to be a dad fluencer. <laughs> right. Like you well, don't have to capitalize off of everything, you know, like you could just be someone. <laughs> a human being. I disagree. I talk people to hang out with me, especially if I bring my Tony Bennett painting. <laughs> Claire, you just go. Claire, you. you just go bring to bars. Your next- yes. Bring it on my next date. I will yeah. be the celebrity someone's dating. Me and Tony it's Bennett. Tony Bennett. It's Tony Bennett. It's always Tony been B. Tony Bennett. Tony B. He knows Gaga. Lady <sighs> Gaga. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much for being on Crush the Podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.